All right, and welcome to the Heavy Revy Show. It's host Sway in the morning. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I'm your host, Sway, and we're today's uh, segment, Wednesday's Word from the Wise, and I have the awesome Dakota uh, here with us. Dakota is uh, just a stud in the Lord. He's actually, uh, you know, him and uh, Charles, which is uh, one of the other uh, previous recordings, uh, is going to be... Uh, planning a church with them, and they're going to be doing some awesome ministry work together. And so, I'm um, super glad to have you on board, Dakota. Say hi to the people. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> this is awesome. Um, this is just a blessing to to be here. This is amazing. There's been amazing people coming through, like Charles and stuff. And yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, is yeah. Awesome. I love what you're doing, man. This is amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I enjoy it too. It's a lot of fun. This is my favorite segment. Get to hear a lot of you know wisdom from people. So, uh, you know, today, guys, we're going to be talking about uh, just our relationship with God and what you pour into is what you get out of it. Yes. Uh, that's yep. something that uh, Dakota is really passionate about and has a strong revelation on. So, with yes. that, my first question for you, Mr. Dakota, is, you know, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? Uh, it's having intimacy. It's having a personal, close relationship. It's being able to talk to him. It's being able to, uh, see him and everything that you do and and giving him glory when glory is due. And it always is with Jesus. So, um, you know, an example for me, what it is, is knowing when I see someone in need, being able to help that person, seeing a need and being able to fill it. Mm. That's having a relationship with him because there's, there's people out there that, don't see the love of Jesus, yeah. and as being a Christian, I have the love of Jesus because Jesus is in me. Yeah, He lives through me, and so being able to help people is is just amazing, and, and that's being able to show the relationship that I have with Him. It's a daily thing. I talk with Him. I pray with Him. It's yeah. He's my best friend. Amen. You know, being married and stuff, it's not always the easiest thing, and, and um, I haven't been married very long, so I don't know. I don't have everything figured out, and so yeah. I need to rely on Jesus with that stuff, and mm. and um. Yeah, it's just having a relationship just like I do with my mom and dad, calling them and texting them, and mm. same thing. Same That's thing good. with Jesus. That's good. So. Um, so most people, you know, we were talking about this prior before we started recording. You talked about um, just how most people's relationships are a little different or they're off. They're not. Mm-hmm. It's not really a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you expound on that so other people can hear that too? Yeah, so um, what I have seen is that a lot of people, um, they, instead of reading the scripture for themselves, mm-hmm. they listen to it from other people, mm. um, which is, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I listen to Todd White and stuff and, right. and David Hogan and, um, Dan Moeller and all these other people and Andrew Womack, which they're, you know, they're all amazing. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's not why Jesus came. Jesus mm. came so we would have a relationship with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that. There's people that, you know, in their faith that they go and, and they confess their sins to someone else or they yeah. and they do stuff like that so they can have forgiveness. Well, you know, the, the Bible says that we go to Jesus. We take our problems to Jesus, mm-hmm. not to man. Right. You know, he, he has the ultimate wisdom and he has the words to say. Yeah. You know, I could go I could go to my friend Charles who isn't married yet, he is hopefully soon and I could talk to him about marriage stuff and he's going to look at me like, ah, I haven't experienced it, man. I don't know. Yeah. But I can go to Jesus and he's in all things. He's in all aspects. And yeah. so he knows the answers. Cool. And so, um, yeah, there's just churches out there that they all believe different things and right. they want to put a little bit of humanity in the scripture right. and they want to put some of themselves in it. And so 
they they leave out aspects, you know, gifts of the spirit and stuff. Mm. Um, you can't leave out the book of Acts. You know, <laughs> you, you can't leave out, uh, you know, the being able to speak in tongues and stuff. You can't. I mean, you just can't. Yeah. You know, if you believe Jesus died for you and you believe it because it's in the Bible, then you have to believe the whole Bible. Right. You have to believe everything. Right. So in Mark sixteen seventeen, saying that we can speak in new languages, lay our hands on the sick, they will yeah. recover, and mm. drink poison and not get sick, and you you have to believe that. Right. You know, uh, before this, actually, I, I uh, pulled up, I Google searched, what is a disciple? Mm-hmm. And what came up is a uh, personal follower of Jesus during his life, especially one of the 12 apostles. Yeah. Well, the beginning of that is a personal follower of Jesus. Yeah. So not having the privilege to be one of the apostles, yeah. I have to have that relationship through uh, scripture. And so... I follow Jesus. So that right there is telling me that I'm a disciple. If you follow Jesus, you're a disciple. And as being a disciple, I have to preach the gospel, the whole gospel. Yeah. And when he's sitting there talking to his disciples in Mark 16, 17, saying that stuff that they can speak in new languages and, and, and people will get healed, I can do that yeah. because I'm a disciple. Come on. You know, the scripture's telling me that. And so I don't need to go to a pastor to tell them what I can and can't do because right. the scripture tells me. Mm-hmm. I don't need... You know, to Todd, uh, Todd White, who I love, right? he's not going to tell me what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. I don't need him to because mm-hmm. the scripture tells me. Yeah. Jesus tells me. I have that first intimate relationship with Jesus, and he tells me every day yeah. that I'm a conqueror. Come on. I'm the head, not the tail, above and not beneath, you know? And so I don't, I don't need anyone to tell me what I can and can't do. My relationship is through Jesus, through the scripture, reading and seeing him through the scripture. Yeah. Not not a pastor that I go to, not Dwayne Sheriff, Andrew Womack, Greg Moore, yeah. anyone. Yeah. My relationship's personal with Jesus. Yeah. I don't need anyone else. Yeah. You know? That's so good. everyone has their own relationships, you know, th- however they come, you know, mm-hmm. to Jesus. They have their own relationships through that. And so I just want to encourage people to read scripture for themselves. Right. There's a lot of really good speakers out there. But I can tell you that I've heard a lot of really good ones, and they get little things wrong, mm. you know. And so I'm not trying to deter people from listening to certain people, but to take what they hear, take that back to the Bible. Find out where it says what they're teaching on. Find out where it says that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Read the context. Read read what's really going on. Maybe mm-hmm. do a little research on it, you know, because you know, there has been some things that it's like Jesus came, for you to be saved, which is ripping the veil. Mm. But the pastor that they're listening to is saying something that's not scriptural, which is like putting a veil back on. Mm. You know, so it's like you want to love people and stuff, but their pastor's telling them something that's not scriptural. And, you know, and so it's you start talking about the Bible and stuff, and mm. that's when you get on different bases of, um, Jesus's love and what he came for and who who has the gifts of the spirit and you know and everything else so I think if we all get on the same page and read scripture for ourselves instead of uh, getting it through other people you know we as Christians we will be on the same page mm-hmm. you know we won't have that 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 headbutting we won't have that that strife we'll yeah. all be on the same page to help the rest of the world yeah you know you know, Dakota, I love your passion on the side that when it comes to your pastor, your relationship with your pastor, mm-hmm. you know, scripture tells us, you know, and I, I love um, 
I'm just going to quote you what you said earlier uh, before recording, guys. Sorry, you you, you got to just come here earlier to, to get this good stuff. <laughs> but um, you, you mentioned how, man, if we were just as perfect as God initially planned, mm-hmm. you know, with Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. where it first started, there would be no need for a pastor. Mm-hmm. There'd yeah. be no need for the fivefold ministry if yeah. we would have just stayed in an intimate relationship as Adam and Eve stayed, yeah. which is so true. Um, but now, because of the fall, and because mm-hmm. of us, you know, praise God that we're we're regrouping, and you know, we're we're getting people saved yeah. and bringing Amen. people back to the kingdom, bringing the kingdom here. Mm-hmm. Um, God put these places in. in the, uh, he He placed them here for a reason. Yeah. You know, Ephesians Absolutely. says that they're gifts from God. Yep. So, you know, balancing that, because I understand your passion because of uh, me being a pastor's kid and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, my, my parents are awesome. My dad, you know, taught faith and grace, graduated Rama, and just started finding uh, grace for himself in the scriptures and was teaching a balanced message. However, I still only knew God through the lens of my dad. Yeah. I didn't know him, yeah. you know, uh, Charles couple weeks ago talks about you know there's a difference between knowing the kingdom and then experiencing the kingdom yeah you know and you can know a lot but you won't have that experience to go alongside with it yeah um and so uh what you're talking about is 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 huge it's a huge thing because a lot of people you know they do only look to their pastor you know i always use the analogy of let's say there's you know a man on one side a woman on the other and then there's a messenger in the middle and, the, you know, the, this man did everything for this messenger. So he's saying, man, I'll do whatever you want. He said, hey, man, you go tell that, that, that lady over there that she's beautiful and amazing. So he goes over there and tells her she's beautiful and amazing and that the man wants to talk to her. Mm-hmm. The next day, nothing happens. Yeah. Next day, nothing happens. Yeah. Next day, you know, Sunday comes along again. Hey, tell her that I want to buy her a car. So she's down there yep. going to buy her a car. She's super pumped, super excited. She's singing about it. You know, and then, you know, Monday comes along, nothing. Tuesday comes along, he's trying to talk to her, no. no time of day. And then Wednesday, you know, boom, the messenger said, anything else? He said, yeah, tell her that, you know, I want to dance with her. I want to, you know, just, you know, be romantic with her. Same thing, sharing all these things. And nothing, you know, she's yeah. pumped, but then the following days, nothing until Sunday. And I yeah. chose those days as, you know, a perfect example yeah. because... The pastor will go before the Lord and say, Lord, what message do you have for your people, your bride? And he'll come and share it. Mm-hmm. And it's good. People are pumped. People get up. They're singing. They're dancing. They're clapping hands. They're showing up to church. Whatever. Yep. But then when there's no church, God is trying to be the, 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 the intimate person with them, to be with them, to have fellowship with them, but nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's absolutely. like you can get so dependent on your pastor that you look to him and you're no longer looking to God. Yeah. That you are, you know, where church becomes more of a routine just to, I know we, we uh, I think it's Dwayne who says it like this. He's, it's a, more of like a come and bless me club than actual, you know, we're, we're being trained and being ready to go out there and make other disciples, as you were saying, and just having that personal relationship with God. So yeah. what do you think the balance is then between being equipped from your pastor then also not being so dependent on your pastor in the sense where he's God now. The balance is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The balance has to be the Holy Spirit. That's why we have it. Um, you know, and, and to just go back to what you were saying, though, is that one of my favorite sayings is, you know, from Todd White, and he says that Jesus didn't come just to get us into heaven, but to get heaven into us. Mm. Amazing. And, yeah. and I've, I've met a lot of people that can quote every scripture in the Bible. 
but they're not living it. Mm. And so what I always say is they need to get that head knowledge into heart knowledge. Yeah. You know, they need to get in the heart. And the balance is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Being able to know, like, oh, man, this is really good. I haven't heard this before. Yeah. And, and then being able to take it to the Holy Spirit and stuff. Because as, as, which I know that you've experienced and stuff, too, with, you know, with going to Karis, is that you have all these instructors that come in that, that you have guest speakers and you have mm-hmm. all these people that are telling you things and they say something and you're like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. That's the Holy Spirit telling yeah. you, like, you need to look this up because what they're saying is not right. 100% accurate. Right, you right. You know, and there's there's that balance there. Yep. So you have to take everything that you're hearing from your pastor, your school teachers, right. your youth leaders. You need to take that to the scripture. Right. You need to find that in scripture. I know. You know, there's a guy out there that is very popular that he said that doubt's where you find God. Hmm. Well, scripturally, <laughs> scripturally it says if you have doubt, you're like a wave in the wind in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. You know? And so that's where you have to take that. Right. You know, where you have doubt is where you can find revelation of God. Yeah. Where you can be like, I'm having doubt right now. And then you're reading scripture and you're like, oh man, actually. Yeah. Saying this, right. you know, where you can maybe find a little bit more faith. Yeah. And, you know, find something that you didn't have before. That So doubt has, I'm not saying it has its place, but there's good things that can come from it. Right. But doubt's not where you're finding God. Yeah. There's... You know, and so you have to take everything to scripture. You, you need to take everything, and that's where you have the Holy Spirit. That's good. The Holy Spirit gives you that discernment of, right. hey, maybe I need to look this up. Maybe <laughs> I just need to do some more research, you know. or yeah. you, So well, that's where you have the Holy Spirit come in. So what, what would you say to people, Dakota, then, that, you know, hey, man, you're right. You, you, I need to look at my, my Bible more. I probably need to just, you know, search for myself. But I struggle, man. Mm-hmm. I struggle with, like, understanding what the scriptures say. Yeah. How would you, you know, encourage somebody, train somebody, or just, you know, help them in the sense understand the scriptures? Well, I would, um, a big thing for me is I love discipleship. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love discipleship. It's amazing. So if I'm someone that, you know, a quote unquote baby Christian, yeah, and, and I'm reading scripture and I'm like, man, I just don't know what this means. Yeah. I'm going to go find someone in the church that I trust. Mm. That I know that I can tell things to, that I can put my confidence in. Yeah. I'm going to go to them, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm reading. I don't understand this. Can you help me? Yeah. Can you help me? And just like you were saying is that because of the fall, we have the fivefold ministry, and yeah. it has its purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, that's its purpose right there is to help other people. Right. Is to help other people come to Jesus and learn more about Jesus. Yeah. You know, reading the New King James and stuff, there's words in there that, even to this day, I don't understand. There's words yeah. in there, I'm like, ah, I don't know what this means. So I Google search it, yeah, or I call good. Charles, or I call my old roommate, Spencer Socks and, and Paul. And so it's like, I, I call those guys or text them, like, hey, what does this mean? Yeah. What's going on with this? I find mm. other people that I can trust. That's good. That that I know have knowledge on this. Mm. You know, a big guy for me is um, Jared Moffat. You know, he, I talked yeah. to him about a lot of things. He's amazing. Yeah. And so finding people that you can trust, that you know they know the Word of God. Right. And that they're not trying to gain anything. I right. I think that's a big thing, especially in, in the churches nowadays. Is that yeah. I feel like everyone that's at a church is trying to gain something. Mm. Trying to gain um, a power position, you know, get yeah. leadership, get followers, and get all mm. this stuff. 
find someone that doesn't want a penny from you. Yeah. You know, they just literally want to see your well-being. They yeah. want you to be the best you that you can be. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's a big thing is just finding someone that can help you. And if you don't have anyone, um, then I would just say find, you know, they have translations out there that um, aren't as hard as in like the New King James and stuff. Right. You know, right. a big thing for me is I love the Passion Translation. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Everyone's so, talking about, man, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm uh, still stuck with NLT, baby. But, um, man, I'm about, to, I'm about to look at it, man, because no, you're about probably the 50th person who said, you know, the Passion Translation. I mean, so the thing with the Passion Translation is it it's more of like a love note. It mm. really is between Jesus and you. Mm. It's amazing. Like, I, I've literally read it before and literally cried for like an hour afterwards because huh. it's like, I got a new revelation on the way that something was said, yeah. the way it was written. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. The only downside to it is that um, it doesn't have the whole Bible yet. It has, uh, it's, it's working on the New Testament stuff, and so okay. um, it doesn't have the whole thing. Um, that's the only downside. But yeah. The passion, it's really, really good, and it's really easy to read, too. Hmm. You know how... Uh, the New King James sometimes will say something, and it's like, man, I, I don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so you you look it up in another translation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to read the Passion. It's really easy to um, connect it to yourself. Yeah, you know what Jesus is trying to say with his disciples and and everything else. It's really easy to connect that to you mm-hmm. and, and apply it to your own life because it's written plain as day. Right. You know, so. so that's good, guys. So if you if you're having issues and you know with okay, man, like I hear what you're saying, I need to you know search the scriptures for myself. You know, definitely find a member, an elder who can help you know point those things out. And I love the characteristics you point out. Uh, they just find someone humble, you know, humble yeah, exactly. that's you know that's not looking exactly. for for a personal gain or anything like that. Uh, two, you know, look at different translations. Uh, there are plenty of other translations out there. Uh, the Blue Letter Bible. It's an app has a whole bunch of translations yeah. in, in there. You can look at one scripture and it'll point out a whole list of different, you know, other translations with it. Sometimes yeah. I look at that when I'm studying and it's awesome. It's a good resource. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, and you said this prior before the question, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want us to miss it either yeah. is the Holy spirit, you know, Holy spirit, it, it, the scripture tells us that it's going to point us to all truth. Yeah. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit or if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, which isn't uh, some, something I haven't really talked about in, in this podcast, which uh, I just need a voice out for myself, is just that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and yes, I mean with speaking with the evidence of tongues, Amen. I am talking about that, okay? Amen. I'm not talking about tonguing somewhere else. I'm talking about, you know, spiritual tongues here, okay? Um it's important. It, it you know, for me, I didn't really understand scripture myself, but when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, man, just things in my heart, like, oh man, this came more alive to me. This became more yeah. real to me. Where I'm reading through it, and now I'm reading with ease. It's not like, man, I'm confused or stuck. Exactly. You know, it's no longer a, you know, like Proverbs would say, like a like a mystery. You know, it's man, it's just simple. I can follow this. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's called revelation. Yeah, you know, is have you read me, baby? Heavy, heavy. Um, <laughs> well, what's really cool is, I mean, Jesus, after he rose and he was talking to his disciples and stuff, and he's like, hey, it's better that I leave. Mm. My father's going to give you a gift of power. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's a helper. It's called a helper also in the Bible is that it's going to help us discern things, what people are saying, help us make decisions, 
help us read the Bible and get understanding, get revelation on stuff. Like, man, it's the most powerful thing in my life. I mean, wake up every morning and I pray in tongues, you know, I, I pray in the spirit. Um, and, and it's not because I'm doing it because I feel obligated to, it's because I want to. That's, that's helping my relationship with Jesus, helping all aspects of my life. It's, you know, praying in the spirit, it's called edifying yourself. Yeah. Well, edifying yourself um, is not, it's not a bad thing. People look at it and they're like, man, you're, you want to edify yourself? You want to put yourself above everyone else? Which is, is not it at all. Because the definition of edifying is instruct or improve someone morally or intentionally. Hmm. So that, that, that's the definition, is improving. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it, it's not for my self-gain. It's not because I want to act like I'm so much spiritual than someone else. It's I want to help. I want to be able to be put in positions to help people, get words for people, help people receive healing and understanding of the scripture and stuff. You know, it's really amazing what, what happens when you pray in the spirit. Um, and, and if you don't, you know, if you don't haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is different than being baptized in water, they're, they are two different things. Come on. Um, but, you know, if you don't do it, it is something to to want to have. You know, Peter says that I speak in tongues more than all of you. And Peter's not saying that because he, he's trying to make himself seem more holy or more spiritual or anything. He's saying that to show that everyone can do it. Yeah. That it's not a gift that only, you know, 10 people receive or whatever. It's literally everyone who receives the gift of the Holy Spirit can do it. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, what comes from that is being able to get words for people, which is amazing. You know, over the summer, uh, I moved home, and I was, you know, started every day with praying in tongues, and I got a word for a lady at a gas station, and I gave it to her, and she's like, man, thank you so much. Like, I was about to commit suicide, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you serious? Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and that started with praying in tongues, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, mm. sensitive to the Holy Spirit talking to me and telling me things about people that I've never met before, that I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, being able to do that and, and talk to them and give them the love of Jesus. Yeah. Letting them know that they are worth it. Letting them know that even if they were the only person on earth that had sinned and everyone else in the world was perfect, Jesus would come back and have done the exact same thing. Yeah, he would have given his life for that one, hmm. you know. And so being able to do that is amazing. It's a gift. It, it, in a sense, you feel like, man, I'm actually worth something. And it's like, it's like when you're playing sports in high school and you win the big game or the big right. wrestling match or whatever it is, and it's like you win state. You know. Yeah. That feeling, multiply that by like 50 <laughs> multiply it by a thousand yeah that's what giving someone a word that changes their life yeah that's that feeling come on there's nothing that compares to seeing the sparkle in someone's eye come back yeah seeing someone's life Man. like oh my goodness that's so good. You know, um, I went to Enlarge the other night, and uh, Jared was just talking about, like, man, we, we just got to be willing to be fools for the Lord. Man. And it's so true. It's you know, true. like it was uh, last, no, it was a couple years ago. I gave a word to uh, a buddy of mine at this uh, young adults group called One Accord. And he was a very popular guy, very, you know, people always hung around him. He was very, you know, charismatic, very friendly. And um, I kept getting the sense in, the, in my heart, tell him he's not alone. 
I was like, that's stupid. I'm not going to tell him that. Like, there are people around him all the time. Like, come on. And I kept feeling this tug and it wouldn't leave. I'm like, all right, fine. I, you know, must be a fool for Jesus. Okay. So I went out there and just said, hey, man, you know, um, I could just keep, keep getting this sense that, you know, the Lord wants me to let you know that you're not alone. And then other words started to flow out of me that, you know, I just couldn't think of or anything like that. And, man, the dude started sobbing on my favorite shirt, man. <laughs> but um, it was just like, was it? A couple weeks ago, he came to me because uh, he's doing great things now. He was suffering with a lot of depression and a lot yeah, of you know self doubts and feeling that aloneness. And he came to me. He's like, "Man, you know, you realize it's been a couple of years since you gave me that word, man. That's where a big change in my life here coming out of Karis yeah. has happened." And it's like, man, it's so true that that feeling of like, man, you know, I heard God. First off, I heard yeah. God. Nope. Two, you know, I heard God for somebody. And three, this person's life has been changed and impacted. Yeah. You know, it's a lot better than winning a football championship, a lot better than winning, you know, a wrestling, a little wrestling tourney, you know. Yeah. It is a great feeling. And it's like, man, this is what we're created for. This is what There's we're built to do. Compares. Nothing yeah. compares. It really is amazing just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Just It's awesome. Have, wanting him in your life. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a, Puts you in some weird, awkward situations. Right. It really, it does, but, you know, it's so worth it because you get to be on a platform that you wouldn't have been on without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, you, one second, I, I got to do yeah. this before before we move on. Um, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, yep. you know, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, um, what we're going to do right now is uh, I just want you to say a prayer with Dakota. And Dakota, if you yep. can just, you know... As if someone, you know, is listening right now, may not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want you just to say a prayer over them and maybe have a prayer that they can repeat after you. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of lead them in that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying, if you're driving a car and listening to this, go ahead and pull over. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and pull over or something. Don't operate heavy machinery. Um, but it, it really is so simple. Um, you know, Romans 10, 9 says, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Um, so if you are listening to this, let's... Put your hand on your heart and, and say these words out loud. Don't don't just say them in your head or anything. Say them out loud. There is power in saying words. You know, God God spoke and the universe was formed. So there is power in that. So <clears throat> thank you, Holy Spirit, for for you. Thank you for your life. Thank you for um, what you are doing in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your life. And for what you're doing in us. Thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me and going back up to heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me and going back to heaven. Thank you, Father God, for sending us the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for sending us the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to come into my heart. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to come into my heart. I'm asking you to change my life because I want you to change my life. I'm asking you to change my life because I want you to change my life. I'm asking for your gifts and your power. I'm asking for your gifts and your power. I'm ready to see miracles. I'm ready to see miracles. I am ready to see what you can do through me. I'm ready to see what you can do through me. With your help, I will be able to bring more people into the kingdom of God. 
With your help, I'll be able to bring more people to the kingdom of God. And at this time, if you have said that, I just want you to close your eyes and, and just open your mouth and believe that the Holy Spirit's going to work through you. At this time, the Holy Spirit's going to work through your heart and take control of your mouth and start saying things probably that you don't understand. Mm. He's going to start saying things that it might freak you out a little bit. That is your spirit talking to God. Yeah. That's your spirit saying, I'm here. I'm finally here. I'm not too late to the party. I'm right on time. Mm. This is your spirit saying, let's do this, Father God. My life is yours 110%. I'm not just going to get baptized in water and say that's enough because Jesus came for more. Yeah. I'm ready to step out into more. Yeah. So if you did that, I'm just... So happy for you guys. That's amazing. It's it's literally, besides accepting Jesus in your life, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a pretty close second. It's yeah. it's truly is just um, amazing because yeah. it puts you in situations and it you start seeing things that you would never see before. Mm -hmm. It's just you know over the summer, um, I went to Indiana with my wife and her family for a wedding. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy there who he had, you know, he was an amazing heart and stuff, but it was, he was forgetting some things. He was forgetting to, um, you know, say the vows. He's forgetting their names and stuff. <laughs> um, and they came up to me and they were like, hey, how prepared are you? I was like, whoa, for what? <laughs> and they were like, to do the wedding. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and, I, and, and right then the Holy Spirit came to me and said, mm. you signed up to follow Jesus. Yeah. That means that comes with all of it. Yeah. That's not just being able to read your Bible by yourself. Wow. That's not just, you know, hanging out with your friends at church. That's everywhere. Yeah. And, and most of the people that were there at this wedding weren't believers. They weren't Christians. And so mm. sitting down with a couple, I sat down with them and I said, how much Jesus do you want? Because mm. Jesus is coming with me everywhere. Yeah. So do you want a full-on tent revival or <laughs> like, what do you want? And they were like, um, we don't know. And so it was amazing as I was able, you know, I was so nervous, yeah. so nervous. I've never been put in that situation before mm. to do a wedding on less than 10 hours notice with people that I had literally just met. Yeah. Didn't know anything about them. And so I'm like, I, I need help. Yeah. I need help. And so I literally stayed up till about two in the morning, walking around a part of Indiana that I have no idea, never been before. Yeah. And I'm praying in tongues, listening to worship music, <laughs> spending time with God. Um, and things were coming to me to say and things to do. And it was so cool. And it was different. Yeah. I, I, you know, the Holy Spirit gave it to me differently. And then afterwards, they both came up to me crying like, that was perfect. And yeah. I'm like, and me, like, I'm like, I feel like I messed up. And then I sat back and realized that that was my flesh thinking that I messed up. Mm. That was my flesh sitting there saying like, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's like, no, no, no. I gave that to you. Yeah. I gave that to you. That's what made mm. it perfect that it was me giving it to you. That's good. And your flesh was saying that it was bad. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. You get the credit on this one. This was good. Yeah. And so it's just amazing the, the power of the Holy Spirit, getting to see things. And yeah. a big reason that I say, um, that I was saying miracles is because without the Holy Spirit, you're not seeing miracles. Yeah. You're, you're not. You know, it's um, why Jesus said, said that it was better that he leaves. 
that right. has, that God was giving us a gift of power. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, without it, and if you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Jesus in any way, shape, or form, you should be praying to see miracles. Yeah. You should be seeing that. Yeah. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. not it's not something that's like, well, I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous <laughs> of that. No, it, it's, you know, you should be seeing that stuff. You should want to see that stuff. Yeah. If you're not seeing it, you're not stepping out in faith. Yeah. You're not putting yourself in situations to see miracles. You're not living through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, because it, it's living through the Holy Spirit side by side, hand in hand. He's going to lead you. He's going to lead you in situations where you see miracles. Yeah. He's going to lead you in situations where it's like, this is a little dicey. This is, <laughs> this is a little uh, sketchy. I don't know. Yeah. And somehow you're going to be able to come out on top of it. And it's not just you coming out on top. It's you holding other people by the hand and bringing them with you. Yeah. Amen. It's not just about you. Yeah. Seeing miracles is not just about you. That's good. It's not. It's come about on. other people's lives getting changed. Amen. Praise God. Dakota, last question for you. Yep. All right? Yep. Um, and I ask this to every guest. So um, I do a segment on Fridays called Failing Forward Fridays. Okay. Uh, where, you know, for me, and I, and I love talking about failure because first, you know, there's all different types of failure, and I'm going to actually put a podcast out uh, on that. But um, I believe sometimes we use failure as an excuse to, man, I failed at giving this word, so I'm never going to give words again. Yeah. Or I failed at, you know, uh, speaking publicly and standing up to speak, so I'm never going to preach again. Yeah. Or I failed, yeah. you know, morally, so that means, ooh, I probably, sh- you know, I can't do this Christian life thing. And yeah. a lot of people use failure as an excuse to quit. That's exactly stop. what it is, though, as an excuse. Right, exactly. And so um, what I like to do is just show that no one's alone in failure. We've all faced it. We've all done it. But praise God, let's listen to people and how they overcome it. So yeah. what is one failure that you failed at, and how have you overcome it? Oh, my goodness. <coughs> so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do one every Friday or every uh, other Friday because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing um, is... Being willing to, to step out, stepping out. And it's not just from mm. a Christian standpoint, but being able to, to stand for things that I know are wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the Marine Corps uh, before moving out here to Colorado. And, and just going around the world and stuff, you see things that are wrong. And, mm. and Lord knows that I was a part of some of those things that were wrong. Um, I, I, you know, was sleeping with women before marriage. Yeah. I was partaking in alcohol very heavily um you know i was doing a lot of things that were wrong i failed at a lot of things it's you know being intentional with your time and realizing that um your time is valuable yeah and and realizing your self-worth um you know i I just was very in not intentional with a lot of things in my life that's probably the biggest thing that i failed at was being intentional um you know i i would go home with my family and stuff and just not, um, you know, really talk to them that much. I'd be reclusive and stuff. Um, you know, even to this day, I still actually struggle with some of that stuff a little bit with my wife. Mm. I, I, you know, there's times that we'll be watching a movie or something and, you know, instead of spending that quality time with her, I'll be on my phone mm. looking at Instagram or playing a game or something that literally doesn't matter. And so, you know, my biggest thing is being intentional. And how I overcome that is just praying and seeking for the opportunities to be intentional. 
Mm. praying and seeking those times that I can show my wife, my family, whoever, that I truly do care about you and that, um, and that, you know, I am thinking about you, that Mm. I want to spend time with you. Um, you know, and, and I know that that kind of seems like, you know, a lot of people probably hear failures. It's like, Oh, one time in high school, I missed the throwing touchdown or whatever. But I think that it's important to, you know, for people to see that Christians, um, aren't perfect. Yeah. We're not perfect. Seeing, you know, people seeing Christians as, as what we are. We are human. We do mess up. But the difference with Christians and is, is how we handle when we mess up. Yeah. How we handle the situations that come in our lives. And, you know, I'm going to be working to be like Jesus, which is never going to happen. Yeah. So I'm never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because of Jesus, I'm perfect. But I'm not going to, me, myself, and I, yeah. I'm not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be striving until the day that I die to be like Jesus. Yeah. Trying to be more and more perfect. Yeah. I'm never going to arrive, ever. Yeah. And if I ever say that I do arrive, please, someone slap me. Amen. Because I'm never, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. My relationship's never going to be the best that it's going to be. Yeah. It's not. And so, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, perfect example of this, though, is last night. Me and my wife were, uh, we were about to go to bed. We're watching a movie. And I was literally on my phone. And she looks at me, and she's like, and I feel it. You know, when you're, <laughs> hopefully you single man out there get to experience this because it really is special. But when you get that, those eyes on you and your wife is looking at you and you feel it, you know, you feel it. And I felt it. I'm like, you know what, I need Spend some, I'm going to cuddle with my wife. I'm yeah. going to hold her hand. I'm going to make her feel loved. Yeah. And that's a big thing is just constantly knowing that it's every day you're going to have failures and every day you're going to have opportunities to make those failures a victory. Yeah. Every day you're going to be able to have those opportunities to step out. Every day you're going to have those opportunities to um, make those rights or wrong. Yeah. Or those wrongs are right. You know, yeah. and so... Yeah. Every day that stuff happens and just realizing that it's like by the grace of God, because that's what it is, <coughs> the grace that you don't have to live with these failures. Yeah. You don't have to live with them. You know, because yeah. every day, Bible says, wake up every day and renew your mind. Yeah. Daily. Hmm. Not just weekly, not Sundays when you go to church, Wednesdays when you go see uh, Josue at Young Adults, not when you, you know, go see Andrew, not when you see Todd White on the TV yeah. or anything. It's when you, you know, when you, every day, when you wake up. Yeah. Every day. Because there's things that come at you every day. And so your failures don't have to define you. Your failures don't have to uh, be your characteristics. Yeah. Because of Jesus living through you, Jesus is your characteristics. Mm, and so, um, yeah, every day I think I fail. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. On, on, every day. At some point in the day I fail. Yeah. And a big thing is that I know I'm saying my wife a lot and because I think that's where the front lines is, mm. you know, with my wife, you know, two becoming one, my wife is the biggest person that I need um, on this planet. Yeah. And so that's a big thing is that I think every day I fail with her. Yeah. Um, and by the grace of God, she doesn't hold it against me. She doesn't get mad at me about it. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm, I come to her as, as humbly as I can saying, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. let's you know what I'm gonna throw my phone in the room I'm gonna leave my phone here let's go for a walk you know and just spend that quality time with her so 
That's good, man. Thank you for being like intimate and vulnerable with that, man. That's powerful. And guys, yeah. if you can relate to that, don't worry. You know, praise God. Don't worry. God's good. He's faithful. And he we're is. learning every day. Fail is just a first attempt in learning. So it's Amen. good. And just real quick, I just wanted to read this um, real quick. And this is uh, this is Matthew 7. I'm going to start at Matthew 7. And I think this okay. is important. Um, um, because as being um, a Christian... It's, you know, there could be people out there saying, how do I better my relationship with God? Yeah. I'm at a point that I don't know what more I can sacrifice, what more I can give up, you know, mm. and all this other thing. So I think this is important. And, and for non-Christians, I want to say that God loves you. God, God cares about you. Jesus died for you. Yeah. Even, even if you don't realize it yet, I, I'm praying that, God is going to reveal his love to you yeah. and that you're going to see it and you're not going to be able to deny it. And, and this is how you build your relationship um, with Jesus. Yeah. So this is Matthew 7, starting at verse 7. Um, and it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, he will give you a scone? If he asks for a fish, he will give you a serpent. If, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give things to those who ask him? Hmm. And I want to and I want to point something out is that you might hear that and it all sounds really good and then you hear that evil part. Yeah. And I want to tell people is that when you're born, you're born in a world of evil. Yeah. Satan was casted out and he got thrown here on yeah. earth. So until you accept Jesus in your life, you're in a world of evil. Yeah. Plain and simple. I love you, and I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you, but you're in a world of evil. And that's why Romans 10:9 confess you with your mouth and believe with your heart is very important because yeah. you need Jesus in your life. Amen. You need Jesus in your life. Amen. You have to have Jesus in your life. Cool. And this right here is telling you how um, how to better your relationship with God and Jesus and just better your life. Yeah. Is that, you know, you might go to your dad and ask for something, and he gives you the best that he can. Yeah. He's giving you, you know, you're asking for bread, but he gives you a scone because that's all he has. He's giving you the best that he has. How much more is our Father who's in heaven that sent Jesus to die for us? Yeah. What is he going to give us? Right. We ask for a loaf of bread, and he gives us a Wonder Bread truck. <coughs> <laughs> you know, we want a fish and a serpent. Like, I don't know any father out there that's going to give their son or daughter a serpent. Right. You know, so it's just realizing that you need to ask Jesus to be in your life. You need to ask God to be in your heart. Yeah. And, and you need to constantly seek him. That's good. Because just getting Jesus in your heart is not enough. Yeah. You need to constantly, every day, seek, seek, seek. And keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking. And yeah. keep going and keep pushing forward because you're never going to arrive. Yeah. You could look at who you your pastor is, and I promise you they're not there yet. Yeah. They're not there yet. Yeah. Me and Charles are going to go into ministry together, and, and we're going to be pastors together. We're never going to arrive. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. And if a pastor ever says that, I'd be wary of that pastor. Yeah. Saying that they've arrived and they've made it. Yeah. I'd be wary of him. It's good. Because no one's ever going to make it. 
yeah. ever until they get called up to heaven. They're not making it. Right. So that's good. That's just a little encouragement for you guys, just to to don't get discouraged and just to keep seeking, yeah. keep asking, because yeah. God God's there. God's listening, and it says right here in the scripture, you ask and it will be given. Yeah. Seek and you will find. Amen. And last time I checked, God's not the best at hide and seek. So, <laughs> you know, he, he's always he's always there. So, um, yeah, like just that. just don't be discouraged. Keep going. Amen. God's there. Come on. Thank you, Dakota. We appreciate it. All right, guys, uh, meditate. Uh, just what is shared here is a lot of rich content. Um, so just meditate it, receive it, ask the Lord to make it your own. Because remember, you cannot grow past your own revelation. Friends and family, thank you for viewing this message. We hope this episode has inspired you. Please share it for others to hear. Remember, we are now on iTunes Podcast and Spotify, so check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.